You are now tuned in to the Panthers podcast exclusively for true diehard fans of the Carolina Panthers. And now, here is your host from Charlotte, North Carolina, Christian Lawrence. What is up, Panther Nation? This is Christian Lawrence. I am the host of the Panthers podcast, and boy, do we have a lot to get to today. So first off, I want to talk about the training camp progress and what we have seen from the Panthers in the past couple of days with the training camp. So some of the highlights that stick out for those of you who uh, are looking for updates on the training camp, we have seen some pretty substantial progress from two players in particular. Uh, This was actually from this past Thursday. Um, Wide receiver DJ Moore looked pretty amazing out there with uh, Teddy Bridgewater and company. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater threw a pretty solid uh, touchdown pass from the goal line uh, to DJ Moore. Uh, Dante Jackson covering on DJ. Uh, Jackson couldn't really get a grip on it, and uh, DJ made a pretty spectacular catch, um, and it was a touchdown. Uh, On the flip side, uh, even though Jackson did give up that touchdown to DJ Moore uh, a little bit later uh, within the practice, DJ Moore uh, was going up against Dante Jackson again, uh, and Jackson had two pretty solid breakups. Uh, One of them uh, was a little suspect in regards to possible pass interference. Uh, For those of you that obviously watch the games and know that Dante Jackson is as close to Josh Norman as we can possibly get because we we don't have Josh Norman no more. Uh, Dante Jackson is that you know, beefy, uh, you know, chippy kind of player that we all loved and Josh Norman. Um, It looked like there was a little bit of pass interference, which he has had problems with in the past. But all in all, um, if it was a real game situation, I highly doubt it would have been called. But nonetheless, uh, Dante Jackson did appear to be pretty solid. So, the even though the pass to DJ Moore for the touchdown was on the goal line, uh, pretty spectacular. I mean, obviously, throughout the whole pandemic, we haven't really seen a whole lot of uh, film and, and plays uh, from Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, obviously, we, we've had DJ Moore, we've had McCaffrey, we've had Curtis Samuel. You know, we, we know what the offense is capable of uh, as far as those receivers uh, but we don't know how it was going to play out with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Teddy Bridgewater coming uh, coming in to the practice. Uh, obviously, if you have not already heard, um, he was not a fan of having the music on. Uh, as everyone is pretty well aware, when we had the infamous Cam Newton, uh, the big personality, uh, who I am a huge fan of. Uh, you know, Cam Newton very much loved to have the music on. Uh, it got the vibes going and made the chemistry just uh, that much more, you know, personal. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater came out into practice and uh, went up to, you know, pretty much turned the music off and said, hey, guys, look, I'm not here to dance. I'm not here to party. We have a job to do. We need to go out here. We need to focus. We haven't practiced all season. Like, this is do or die. We need to lock down and we need to get a grip on what we are doing with this offense. Does that make Teddy Bridgewater in your own personal mind? Does that make him a leader? 
obviously we have a long way to go with the season. We have a lot more to see from Teddy Bridgewater. But the question I present is, is, do you feel as if Teddy Bridgewater right now going into the season, which starts in about, what, three weeks-ish, um, is he a leader? Is he going to be a leader on the offense? Obviously, this is Christian McCaffrey's team. Everyone knows that. He's the highest paid running back in NFL. I mean, it's definitely McCaffrey's team. But Teddy Bridgewater, the new quarterback that we got from New Orleans, is he a solid leader? Will he be a solid leader? Let me know your thoughts. I am very curious to hear what Panther fans and even if you're not a Panthers fan, you know, if you're just, uh, <laughs> excuse me, if you're just here just to, you know, catch up on uh, maybe just the latest training camp information for the Panthers, uh, let me know your thoughts. You can go on Twitter uh, and follow me on Twitter. Um, it will be at Panthers Pod. I know it sounds kind of weird. Panthers Podcast uh, was not available. So Panthers Pod will do. So Panthers Pod on Twitter, Panthers Pod on Instagram. Uh, go on Twitter, though. Let me know. Um, just go on there, follow us. Let us know what you think. Is Teddy Bridgewater a leader? Uh, and if he is, great. If you don't think he is the leader, what's the reason why? Is it because we haven't had a lot to see on him? Uh, but getting back to the main to the main topic, as far as what we saw from Thursday's training camp, um, I am very excited to see DJ Moore. Uh, obviously, last year he had a really, uh, really fantastic career year. Um, you know, his best year that he's had yet. Obviously, uh, what makes it more impressive is that it was without Cam Newton under center, um, and for DJ Moore to have had the year that he had. Uh, you know, topping the thousand yard mark. It was pretty impressive considering who was throwing him the ball, which was Kyle Allen. And then for a short, uh, short period of time, Will Greer, uh, who is still on our roster, not sure why. Uh, if you watch those, uh, those two games that he played uh, last year, just was not getting it done. Uh, I really thought Kyle Allen would have been a keeper in the off season. But uh, obviously, as you probably know, Kyle Allen has now transitioned to the Washington football team to be joined with head coach Ron Rivera. No surprise there. Uh, maybe Kyle Allen can learn a thing or two from Dwayne Haskins. Uh, not really sure what the Washington uh, football team has planned for Kyle Allen. But all in all, DJ Moore being able to to have that kind of year with a, you know, pretty much first year quarterback, even though it was Kyle Allen's second year, uh, but he only had one game, that one game in 2018, uh, the last game of the year against New Orleans, which was pretty much a give me. Um, so really 2019 was Kyle Allen's first blown full real year playing in the NFL. Um, and for DJ Moore, again, to have those kind of numbers is impressive. So seeing Teddy Bridgewater on the goal line in practice, throwing a toss up touchdown to DJ Moore uh, with Dante Jackson covering, you know, uh, 
despite whether or not you you like Dante Jackson or you think he's a he's a really great uh, corner, uh, has the similar char- characteristics uh, like Josh Norman had. Uh, Dante Jackson is still pretty good. Uh, he's he's still some. I would I would take Dante Jackson uh, over some of the other corners that are in the league just because I like I like the play style and the chippiness of Dante. And so uh, and if you Get a chance. You can probably find it on the Panthers website, uh, maybe on YouTube. If you uh, search up uh, the Panthers training camp uh, highlights, uh, if not, I will um, after this podcast, I will uh, put a link on uh, my Twitter feed and you can uh, go watch the video and see for yourself. It was a pretty spectacular catch. Uh, considering that it was a goal line pass from Teddy, uh, obviously not much chemistry, if any. Um, the only thing we have good going for us right now is obviously Joe Brady, the connection he has with Teddy Bridgewater from being in New Orleans. Um, but seeing Teddy Bridgewater pretty comfortable with our receivers is pretty fantastic. Uh, so those are two highlight players, uh, Dante Jackson and DJ Moore. Um, I will say uh, very impressively, too. Uh, it's no secret, Derek Brown, uh, the, the man that can get it done, the monster in the trenches, this guy is looking really, really good. He's looking really solid. I mean, this guy is going to be a force for our defensive line, obviously with, uh, losing the best, or arguably the best linebacker in football with Luke Keekley. Um, you know, that really does hurt the defense, but adding Derek Brown and seeing what he's already done in training camp and seeing his athleticism for someone that's his size. I mean, this guy is a straight up beast. You guys, this guy is going to very first game. I mean, I'm, I'm going to call it right now and say that in, in the very first game that the Panthers play at home, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, we are going to see some sacks out of Derrick Brown. And the reason why I think that's actually really good in combination with Luke Keekly, uh being gone now is that um, the Panthers used to be obviously known for getting, uh, you know, pressure on the quarterback. Uh, we've done that successfully over the past couple of years. <laughs> But we have not really gotten the the production of sacks. We have gotten to the quarterback. I can, I mean, so many games I watched last year, for example, you know, um, both Falcons games. Matt Ryan's got four Panthers in his face. People are grabbing him by the jersey, and for some reason, he can still get a you know 89 yard pass off. Don't understand it. You're that close to the guy, take him down. Derrick Brown is going to be that guy. As soon as Derrick Brown gets, uh, as soon as the ball gets snapped and he gets across that line, I and mean, he is just going to push his way and he is just going to eat those quarterbacks alive. So I think that does uh, help tremendously. I know a lot of people are saying that without Luke Keekley, uh, you know, our defense is, is doomed. Um, obviously, we are the youngest football team in the NFL, um, which, you know, with, with that being said, you know, you can't really expect a totally successful season. Um, but with that being said, if we didn't have Derek Brown, it would probably be a lot worse than what it uh, would be otherwise. So I definitely expect with Derek Brown and seeing his progress and seeing his workouts uh, on Instagram and throughout the Panthers feeds and then seeing his production in training camp, it looks very, very impressive. So 
Um, with that being said, I mean, that's just pretty much the basics of what we have gathered so far from the training camp. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater looks pretty solid with his passing, his accuracy. Um, I mean, when he's throwing the balls to the guys, I mean, the ball is landing right in their arms. You know, back, you know, Cam Newton was an amazing quarterback. Will always probably go down in history as the best quarterback to ever play for the Panthers. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, when you see Teddy Bridgewater zipping the ball and it lands right in the chest, right in the numbers, I mean, that's just spot on accuracy. Um, haven't really seen a whole lot of deep throws from Teddy so far in the training camp. Uh, progressively, we've seen uh, from Teddy Bridgewater, we've seen uh, short passes, maybe a few mid mid range passes, uh, a, a few a few slots, but. Uh, overall, it's pretty impressive. I know we have a lot of Panther uh, fans out there, uh, supporters that have been talking negative about Teddy Bridgewater. Um, obviously, it does hurt if you're a Cam Newton fan to move away uh, from the Cam Newton era. Um, but you have to realize, and that's something that I want to address right now, is that uh Depending on how long you have been a Panthers fan, this happens. I mean, obviously, when you have a really great team like we did in 2015, you go 15 and one, get to the Super Bowl, uh, or whether it's 2003 with John Fox and Jake DeLome, Steve Smith, Mike Mentor, you know, whenever you have those kinds of seasons, you're always going to want to keep the same players around. I mean, that's just that's just how it goes. I mean, as a fan, you get so hooked on the personalities, you get so hooked on the morale of the team. And then, you know, but the way it goes is that, Hey, you know, football is a still a business and two, you know, people get older, people retire, people get traded. I mean, it happens every year, you know? And so, um, if any of you guys listening have, have actually watched the documentary all or nothing, it, uh, was aired on, uh, Amazon's platform, uh, last year, uh, before, uh, beginning of the uh, season last year, before season started, um, on the cover of all or nothing, it's actually pretty interesting. Every single player on there, uh, on the cover of the uh, documentary is actually not with us anymore. So, I mean, this is a brand new team. Obviously, you know, Christian McCaffrey's here, which is amazing. Uh, we still have, you know, we still have our, you know, a small core group of players that we've had. I mean, I have all the faith in the world of McCaffrey to get it done like he always has. Um, obviously, Curtis Samuel, I still think to this day, Curtis Samuel is very underrated. Uh, probably as fast as Ted Ginn, if not a little faster. I think Curtis Samuel is very, very underrated. Uh, and then he bring in Robbie Anderson, you know. So, I mean, we the receiving the receiving core looks phenomenal. Um, not really too uh, sure on what the deal is with the backup for McCaffrey. Uh, as far as, you know, if he's going to share the load, um, I guess we will figure that out in days to come. Uh, one of the hardest things that the Panthers have realized so far during this offseason is obviously the fact that without any preseason games, you don't have the ability to really see real live action and uh, you still have to make roster cuts. And I think that is a very hard thing to do um, when you have to trim your roster down and you uh, haven't really and you haven't seen anyone play, you know, since, you know, seeing their film in college or if they've been around the league for 
you know, a couple of years and you're trying to decide whether or not to keep them, you have to pretty much just go on, you know, how have they been progressing uh, in the off season without actually playing? So I think it's going to be very interesting to see what Matt Rule and company does decide to do with the roster cuts. Um, but yeah, as far as running back, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I believe that we do still have Alex Arma, uh, pretty impressive. I know he uh, does play fullback, but I remember seeing uh, last year he had some runs uh, in place of McCaffrey, and he did pretty good. Uh, I mean, he had a few good runs last year where he got, you know, like 10, 11, 12 yards. So um, I think the plan for this year is, from what I've heard and sources are saying, is that with Joe Brady at the helm uh, being offensive coordinator, what we're going to see is we're going to see McCaffrey uh, he, McCaffrey is going to definitely repeat what he did last year. Let me just get that straight. As far as the one K one K, uh, he'll definitely, uh, he'll, he'll definitely break his own record this year, especially because we're a brand new, uh, we're a brand new team, you know, brand new coaching staff, brand new team. Uh, you know, it's still going to be his team per se. And so the workload is still going to come from McCaffrey, but I think what's going to end up happening is that you're going to see this year, especially Joe Brady is going to put McCaffrey out wide a lot more than what we saw last year uh, with Ron Rivera uh, and company. And I think the reason why is because obviously with McCaffrey getting his big payday, becoming the highest paid uh, NFL running back in history, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's an investment and you don't want to, you don't want to get McCaffrey all used up and get all the juice out before, you know, the contract is over. So I think we're going to see a very big transition this year with McCaffrey being out wide. Uh, not saying that he's not going to run as much. He definitely will run as much. But uh, obviously McCaffrey averages like 83 yards of run. Uh, joking, obviously, that's not, that's not a real stat. But you guys know McCaffrey gets like, a handful. Of, I mean, it, it seems as if he gets a first down every time he runs the ball. I mean, it's, it's pretty sick. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting in, in the formations that Joe Brady, you know, decides to bring on. You know, you got McCaffrey out wide with Robbie Anderson, who was a speedster. Uh, and then you got Curtis Samuel, speedster. And then you got DJ Moore, who uh, not as speedy compared to Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson, but has that Steve Smith-like instinct to go out and grab the ball and just freaking truck you. Uh, so, I mean, those three receivers. And then you got McCaffrey, you know, that's lined up as well. I mean, if you're a defense and you're looking at that, receiving core or that formation, I mean, you're probably scratching your head thinking, okay, this, this could go either way. Like we have no idea. I mean, you leave McCaffrey open. I mean, that's touchdown. You leave Curtis Samuel open. That's probably going to be like a 40 yard, you know, yards after the catch. I mean, so it's going to be very interesting, you know, so even though the season itself probably won't be successful, we might be able to pull off maybe four or five wins. Uh, I'm hoping that we can at least go eight and eight. I know that sounds very unrealistic. Uh, a lot of the uh, sort, a lot of the platforms, ESPN, NFL network, um, all the, uh, you know, ESPN shows, most of what I've seen, they're saying the Panthers might win two or three games this year. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I know that we're a young team. I just don't really see how uh, 
that is possible unless our strategy is what most people say or call tank for Trevor. Um, the only way that I can see us really getting to like eight and eight, uh, maybe seven and nine, if we're lucky, uh, is we're probably going to lose the first four or five games uh, just because no off season, really no trade. I mean, there's, there's been nothing going on. I mean, it's just no preseason games. And so the the very first game we play at home, first game of the year, that's really going to be – it's a real game that goes in your win and loss column, but it's pretty much going to be like the first like, real practice, you know. Uh, you know, So it's going to be interesting. But I feel like after we – you know, if we were to lose the first four or five games, uh, there's going to become a turning point in the season where – Matt Rule and the coaching staff and the players are going to finally start to mesh. And then I really do think that uh, before the season is over, I do feel pretty optimistic that we're going to pull off uh, a stretch of wins. Obviously, we won't be nowhere close to making the playoffs. Uh, that's not even in the question. I don't think if it happens, that would be amazing, but uh, <laughs> very, very unlikely. But yeah, uh, so tell me what you think. So we had the very first question at the beginning. Uh, again, go on Twitter, twitter.com slash Panthers pod. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me know if you think Teddy Bridgewater, is he a leader? Is he not a leader? Um, that is a question that I would like to know from the audience. And then um, since this is the very first podcast that we have uh, introduced, it would be interesting as well to know what you guys are thinking uh, is going to be our end of the season schedule uh, 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 standings. Are we going to be eight and eight? Are we going to be seven and nine? Are we going to go and just be one and 15? Are we going to be a team that, that goes 15 and one in uh, 2015 to one and 15 in uh, 2020? Who knows? Uh, so definitely let me know your thoughts on that. Uh, any questions, concerns, comments, any ideas or discussions that you have that you think uh, would be good to have on the show, definitely feel free to reach out and let us know. We would be more than happy uh, to chop it up and converse uh, on any topics related to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I know we are all itching for this season to start. So with that being said, don't forget Twitter. Follow us on Twitter so we can get the branding up and uh, we can get some, some good stuff to you guys. Twitter.com slash Panthers pod. You can follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Panthers pod. And we are also on Facebook, uh, trying to get the Panthers pod on Facebook, but uh, Facebook is being weird right now. So uh, hopefully uh, we can go and go and cop that here before too long. So that is pretty much it for today. I hope everyone stays safe. Make sure you uh, drink lots of fluids. It is very, very hot and tropical out here in the Carolinas. If you're listening from anywhere else in the country, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, there will be a lot more to come in the coming days with this podcast. This is the very first day that we have uh, went on air. And so obviously, as time goes on, we will perfect what we deliver and we will make sure that we turn this into a very fun, sociable, uh, interactive crowd and really get uh, the hype going as we get ready to transition into the start of the NFL season. So with that being said, thank you for listening. Again, my name is Christian Lawrence. It's been a blessing. Y'all take care. Stay safe. 
and keep pounding. 